Well, hello there, listeners. I'm Lazarus Black, here with another update on what's been going on with this podcast thing. See, the Rogue Valley roleplayers are now an affiliate of BattleBards, an online resource of sound effects, tension tracks, and all sorts of audio goodies to use in your own games and shows. Just head on over to BattleBards.com and check them out. And if you like what you see, be sure to sign up for a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Be seeing y'all. Welcome everyone to the Rogue Valley Role Players. My name is Ben. I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we are ready to play another episode of Valley of Famine. Uh, once again, my name is Ben. I am the Marshal. I'm running the shindig, doing the things, hosting the show. Yeah. Hosting the cats? Hosting the... Uh, hurting the cats. That's oh. what I'm doing. Hurting Hosting the cats. the cats. Hurting the show. <laughs> hurting the show, yeah. <laughs> I'm Rosemary, and I play Rachel Jane Kennedy. And I'm Austin playing uh, Wine on Beardslay. And if anyone's hurting the show, it's Austin for sure. What? No. You're carrying the show. Oh, good. And I'm Ed. I'm playing Raylan, or I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, better known as Raylan Daisy. She's a weird scientist, she has a big gun. I'm Nick S. I'm playing Haru Matsuhara, who is show-adjacent. I think in light of what he said, she probably won't turn in the second report. What should you do with the second report? I'll carry it with her and go seek out Haru, actually. Okay. What's Haru doing? Haru's getting restless. I mean, as restless as he can be. He's, he's tired of Deseret. He feels there's nothing left for them to do here. He's wanting to leave. He's wanting to go back to the Rogue Valley, but first make a pit stop. Pit stop. So he's. I think. I think he's pacing in the hallways, like just wandering okay. and like grumpy. Here, here. I'll pay you uh, two bits if you kick that pot. Just kick it over. I don't want to cause a mess for the servants. Two bits, though. You don't have two bits. It'd be my two bits. You'd be paying me with me. Details. Just kick it over. I'll, I'll make it work. No. Come on. I'm bored. Cause some shenanigans. Just 
and he kicks the pot, but he doesn't like kick it with enough force to quite knock it over. But he does kick it, and just be like, "Oh, just enough." <sighs> All right, make a dominion roll. Where are you at? Uh, plus one. So I got a seventeen. I got a twelve. So I think that puts you at plus three now. Damn it! I was gonna give you your own two bits. <laughs> so yeah, that's what Harder's doing. He's just, um, you, you probably come around the corner as you see him kick the pot and say, "There, happy now." <laughs> probably a little like twitch as Lazarus tries to take over to pretend to to get two bits. Mm, did that plant offend your honor? I'm tired of Deseret. I must go to Champagne. Yeah. But I don't want to leave you all here. And I am waiting for this trial to get over with so that Wynon can fulfill his promise that he promised to me. That he'd help with changing. He says that with as much hate as he can muster. We'll get your dice show back, Haru. I give you my word. It is not mine. It belongs to the Emperor of Japan. why you're still looking for it, Haru. You're not looking for it for your own glory. No. You're looking for it because you're an honorable man. That's who you are. What I mean is, if I can't take it back, there's no ship that it deserves being on without someone to guard it. I haven't heard for any, yet gotten any letters from home. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. First thing is we gotta retrieve it. And we will. And take out Shenzhen's entire fortress. And burn it to the ground. Rachel, like, puts a hand on your shoulder and squeezes. If that's what it takes. It's what he deserves. How is Wynan? Is he figuring out a way to end this trial quickly? Can I retcon something real quick? Sure. When you left Wynan's office, he gave you a sealed letter and told you to read it to Haru. Oh, okay. He's up to his usual 
wine on us. Spies are like that. He gave me this letter for you. Asked me to read it. She'll like open it up and read it. In Wynon's voice. In Wynon's voice. When the trial is finished in a couple of days, I'd like us to get on the road. I haven't forgotten my promise to Mr. Matsuhara, and I have a couple of friends of mine who've been hard at work determining the location of his prized object and the means that we will need to take to retrieve it. I will go ahead and give you the operator's code names, Star, Chariot. We will need to meet them in a week on the dot for things to go as I've planned. Please be ready to leave. And she hands the letter over to you. I know where it is, the damn fool! (laughs) (laughs) I saw it before my very eyes! That whole cutscene there. Daisy, what are you up to? Well, it's been a couple of days. Yeah. Had time to think this over. She's probably been taking some time wandering around, like just, you know, thinking about this kind of money, wandering around like the docks, you know, places building airships and all that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, starting to get convinced, like, hmm, I could get a really nice airship. I'm kind of drawing one up a little bit. Custom order, locomotive in the sky. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. She's spending her time, maybe even talking to some folks and like, you know getting cost measurements, find out what kind of like because yeah, she wants a nice something really nice, like because she's traveled in some really high class ones now. Mm-hmm. You're on your way back to the embassy when a, a steam carriage kind of crosses your path and comes to a stop, and you see Mr. Dalton. Open the door and lay out. Miss Gilmore, I'm surprised I was on my way to go see you at the embassy. Oh, well, hello, Mr. Dalton. Yeah, I was just, you know, wandering around town and looking at things. My employer has an answer for you. You would care to step into the carriage? Okay. Probably. There's not a problem. Step in. <laughs> well, yeah, you never know. You get Shanghai for that. Never seen again. Never seen again. Uh, you get in, it takes off. Um, my employer is willing to entertain your offer of 35000 35000 On some conditions. Uh, 35000 and 50% of the profits on the manufactured items. Hmm... Well, it's less percentage now. Yes. He also requests that you and your friends 
leave Deseret as presently as possible. Well, most of our business is done here, especially if we don't have to, we're not being a long court battle. I do got one more thing I'd want to do for uh, leaving town, but. I'll accept the offer. Very well, excellent. Uh, and he pulls out some paperwork. Please sign here, and here, and here. I'm actually going to read the document. <laughs> he he doesn't look very phased. He yeah. you know you you take the document, you start reading, and he just like settles back and gets comfortable. Uh, you probably don't finish reading uh, before the the carriage gets to the embassy. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Dalton waits patiently. Well, I'll finish. It seems on the up and up. There's no uh, clauses. There's there's no mention of needing to leave town as soon as possible. Okay, that's just a side thing. And Mr. Yeah. Mr. Dalton, is that that is a personal request of Dr. Hellstrom. Yeah, I'll sign. I'll link it. Link it so. Excellent. It's been a pleasure, Ms. Gilmore. Well, thank you. I hope this helps, you know. Yeah. Working all the railroad work that needs to be done. Indeed. One last thing. To what address shall we send the proceeds? Well, probably my home address. Well, can I get the, the cash before I leave town? Of course. Well, I will, yeah, and I will arrange the, for its transfer. Yeah, have the sent the money wire. Yeah, to, sent to my house in Medford, Oregon. Very good. Oh, here is the embassy. Oh yeah, we've been here a while, huh? <laughs> Indeed, yes. The uh, best of luck in your future endeavors, Ms. Gilmon. And you and yours. I thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of. Them. Woo! All right. so fucking rich. <laughs> yeah, probably uh, like an hour later, um, someone shows up with uh, a suitcase full of money. What? And you now are in possession of $35,000. And the other 14000 I had. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, we got a lot of money out of something that you did not take. Like, yeah. So at least me and Haru have like... I have 15000 Yeah, about that much. What was it that I didn't take money for? Uh, you didn't take money from Annie Oakley for... Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. So probably the next day... Uh, Malcolm Hawk returns uh, with uh, the evidence you requested, and it's convincing. I think uh, when he returns, Haru's actually going to invite the group in with him, since they're probably going to be at the trial. Wynon's going to invite yeah. the group? Wynon's going to. So yeah, you're all there, Malcolm Locke comes walking and kind of comes to a stop like, oh. oh, is this a bad time? Please have a seat, Mr. Locke. 
Oh, good point. Uh, there's a folding chair in my closet. I was gonna say Haru would get out of his chair and lean against a wall. Okay, he'll take Haru's seat then. Uh, there's a folding chair in the closet, Mr. Matsuhara. I'm okay standing. <laughs> Fine. What's your evidence, Mr. Locke? And yes, they are informed. Ah, well, okay. Here you go from my associate. Evidence that, uh, well, fingers the Russians. Good, let's see. And like I said, yeah, it's it's convincing. Uh, what was his explanation for all this, Ben? Uh, <laughs> his uh, the explanation provided is it's pretty convoluted. It goes into all this crazy, you know, uh, tracking accounts paid here and there and everywhere else, uh, and basically explains that. Uh, the Russian known as uh, Konstantin Sokolov had a personal vendetta against Ambassador Ismail and sought his, his death and or ruin of reputation. Yes, I think this will do. I must admit you've done some excellent work here, Mr. Locke. Thank you. And I suppose now I have to pay you the rest of what I owe you. Would be appreciated. Very well. Um, and I think I, we agreed on how much again? 5,000. 5,000. Um, Wynon has a monthly budget of 4,000, so I don't know if I have all this. I think I need to wire something to Yeah, him. you need to make a request. Okay. So he will... So this is just going to be at your plus two for being grade three. Okay. It's persuasion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now you yeah. blow it up. No problem. You get uh, the money wired in quite promptly, too. They're, they're all too eager to have a non-supernatural explanation provided. It seems my superiors are pleased with your work as well, Mr. Locke, and they've thrown in an extra $500. Buy yourself something nice. Yeah. Why, thank you. Well, sounds, uh, sounds like our business is completed, and, uh, well, uh, I dare say it has actually been a pleasure seeing the three of you. It's been. <laughs> Where are you off to next? Oh, who knows? I got I got a cool grand to spend for myself. Got to pay someone else uh, the rest of their money, and then, uh, well, you know, I don't rightly know. We'll see where uh, where fortune takes me. Hmm. But uh, it was good seeing you again. Thank you. Ms. Kennedy, may I have a private word with you? Sure. As long as you don't shoot me unconscious and drag me out into the woods. Haru immediately, like, leered at him, like... (laughs) Well, darn, you you figured me out. All right. No. No. Yeah, she'll stand and follow him outside. Okay. If that's where he's going. Yeah, it's down the corridor a little bit, and he kind of looks to make sure there's no one close enough to to eavesdrop on on y'all. Listen, you ever uh, get around to going after your ex-husband? He reaches 
into a pocket or a pouch or something and, and pulls out a bullet engraved with runes. You use this. Fire it in the air. I'll know. I'll come. And I'll help. She'll take the bullet. I ain't too keen on using magic still. Well, this is my magic, so. Alright. She'll put it in like a... Like a special... She's not... Yeah, like a loop. She's not gonna just throw it in with her other bullets. Right. Well, I... Well, I thought this one ran into you, but it was nice working again with you. It was. It was It was a, a right pleasure. We were a good team. Yeah. Well, you just have yourselves, and he brushes his hat, and kind of tugs it. A little, little difficult, given he doesn't have gripping fingers. Um, he says, you have yourself a, a good day, and Best of luck in Oregon. Well, and then he turns and walks away. I was gonna say as Malcolm like heads down the hallway, Rachel's gonna um call out and say, Malcolm, just a sec. He stops, turns, kind of reluctantly. If you're ever in trouble, send a telegram to the Rogue Valley. I'll keep that in mind. And she'll tip her hat and go back inside. So I think we're gonna fast forward through the trial. Um, oh, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> Just like a montage. Yeah, you're all prepared with what to say, more or less, and you probably don't exactly follow that, knowing your characters. But I probably let the Lumerian slip. <laughs> Wait, the Russians because of the. Yeah. Daisy probably tells the truth, but because she starts going off about Lumerians, it really just ruins the whole case that she was trying to make. <laughs> Haru didn't see exactly what happened, so he just kind of goes, whatever they said. <laughs> I feel like Haru just sits on the stand stoically yeah. and doesn't say anything. Mr. Matsuhara, are you going to provide a response for your testimony? Piss off. <laughs> You're a grumpy man. You're a pain in my ass. Is this trial over yet? I have places to be. I don't like courtiers. <laughs> At some point, Rachel, just out of the blue, she's not even on the stand. She just, she just shouts out, You can't handle the truth! <laughs> yeah. Objection! You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, uh, the evidence is sufficient to clear the name of the uh, Ottoman soldier who's on trial. And uh, the Russian ambassador who was watching the proceedings gets very, very uncomfortable as people turn their stares towards him. I think at one point during the trial, in kind of like a mock emotional 
state, Wynon is going to uh, slam like a little uh, memorial of the killed ambassador in front of the Russian ambassador. <laughs> and just, you know, walk away. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Russian ambassador, he probably was left completely out of the loop in his country's plots and ploys. Just like, what the fuck even is going on here? But, uh, yeah, uh, the court declares that clearly the uh, soldier was drugged under the influence of uh, the imposter Apollo, and uh, his name is cleared. And the, the trade negotiations between Deseret, the United States, and the Ottoman Empire proceed. Uh, still a little tainted by uh, everything that's happened, and ultimately... Um, the Ottoman Empire does not walk away with what it initially wanted, which was uh, shipments of weapons, um, things to help uh, modernize its army and, and maybe revitalize its war machine. Um, but probably in no small part to Wynon's influence, the Ottoman Empire does walk away with some pretty uh, nice ghost rock trade deals from Deseret with the United States profiting from transport out of Utah to the Empire. And thanks to Rachel, when they get home, they'll have some very interesting information waiting in their mailbox. Mm. At any rate, it's your. It's not only your final days in Salt Lake City, but it's it's the Ottoman uh, delegation's final days before they return home with news of their success. Uh, but in fact, actually, he asks to meet with all four of you. Uh, I think the embassy's a little bit in disarray. People are packing things up. Soldiers are kind of all over the place, getting in the way. <laughs> At some point, I do show up with like some couple bottles of really nice stuff to give you all the good news of, you know. Well, that's this for Daisy. So, well, I sold the uh, the patents to Hellstrom. They they gave me a lot more money down front, a little less of the profits, but I mean, hopefully, it jokes on them. I sold them patents to things to make railroads, and the, as we all know, rail, the rail industry is dying and air travels where it's at these days so yeah I, I'll definitely take the money yeah it was, it was so much better deal than the first one. Oh, I'm happy for you yeah I'm gonna buy an airship <laughs> you might be surprised maybe they'll make an air train oh that's what it is I've been designing one like I'll show you some like there's some like kind of crude drawings but yeah the locomotive of the sky that's incredible. Um, yeah, at this point, you're, you're shown into um, the ambassador's main uh, quarters. Uh, and there's... Uh, Reese is there, and about a dozen soldiers are there as well. And they're, they're all kind of standing at attention, very kind of formalized sort of setting. And uh, Ambassador uh, Ismail Ben... Uh, Bay. Uh, Ambassador Ismail 
is I'm standing there. Um, there's a uh, four cases sitting on a, a like a coffee table or something. They're pretty narrow, long cases. Uh, and the ambassador addressed you, my friends. I it is it is my humble wish to thank and reward you for everything you've done. Um, not only for the Empire, but for myself, preserving my life, preserving my reputation. Um, please, come, sit. Or actually, stand. Uh, there's, no, there's no sitting. <laughs> please come forward. Come forward? Yeah, step forward. It was my duty and pleasure, sir. I have contacted my government and made... Uh, the arrangements. You are all to bear the honorary title of Bahir, captains in the Ottoman Empire Army. I'll add it to the list. Thank you. Thank you. Deputy of Bahir of the Ottoman Empire. That's going into my character intro. Yeah. <laughs> And um, these will serve as your uh, emblems of station. And he hands you each one of these these long, uh, slender uh, boxes, cases. Uh, Rachel, open it. Inside is a very ornate... uh, Saber, a uh, short kilege, similar to the one that Bahir uh, Reese carries, although his is significantly m- more ornate and worn at the same time, since it's a legendary weapon. And there is also um, an, an ornate cult dragoon in the box with him. Uh, went on inspects the weapon briefly, just trying to be polite. Uh, it's beautiful. I appreciate that you have given this to us. Yeah, thank you. This this is very nice. You have my thanks, and should you ever find yourselves in the Empire, you'll be welcomed as one of our own. Haru would take the sword, look at the ambassador and bow deeply holding it a sword is a very honorable gift thank you as I said you have done me a great service when will you return to your home soon in a few days I wish you a safe and pleasant journey and you I uh I, ho- I hope it is quite dull and not in any way, shape, or form interesting. <laughs> Talking about his return trip home? Because our return home, from home, I hope it's very interesting. Right. I, I wish you plenty of time to catch up on your rest on the train. Oh, no, we have a big stop to make. Lots of interesting things happening. <laughs> ah, well, uh, if you seek interesting, then that is on you. But uh, I hope it does not find you. Then let us toast on a well-deserved vacation. Yes. We must get back to to packing uh, and preparing to leave. So 
again, thank you. And uh, I wish you the best of luck in all your future endeavors. Thank you, and uh, good trip, good safe trip to you, Mr. Ambassador. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah, I've got no further scenes in Salt Lake City in mind, unless someone else has something. I want to buy an airship. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm just gonna take yeah. an airship back home. I mean, yeah, we, maybe. Well, it's like gonna probably gonna take some time to build. It's not like I'm just gonna go in and be like, "Yeah, give me that one." That one. But it's in like, no, I want, silver. Yeah. FedEx has to deliver it. Yeah. So. <laughs> like I said, this is gonna be like my new house. Okay, you know. so you're you're getting all fancy with it. Yeah. Here's my plans. Build this. Like I said, I, th- I think the idea I'm going with, because, you know, I'm real in Daisy, is like a locomotive in the sky. But yeah, it would be like, you know, an engine and luxury car all in one with, you know, the big airbag thing that mm-hmm. gets you up there. So. Yeah. Well, you can definitely put in your custom order. Yeah. It'll probably take them a while to make it. Yeah. I think Wynon's going to throw just a little dinner party for you guys before we're scheduled to leave. Where where does this dinner party take place? Uh, I think there's a restaurant in town um, which they call the fish tank. Okay. Because basically the whole point of the restaurant is that they filter all the air out, all the bad air that's in Deseret so that it's actually like a pleasant dining experience on the inside, but as a result it looks like everyone's inside a fish tank. <laughs> Uh, but they serve like you know a combination. It's like a combo Italian and uh, what else? Italian and Greek restaurant. It's all Mediterranean. It's fairly Mediterranean-ish. Yeah, I mean it's lots of meat. olive oil. Yeah, there's vats of olive oil. Fettuccine Alfredo fish coming out of everybody's ears. swimming in the olive oil. No alcohol, but everything else. Yeah, there's absolutely no alcohol. So yeah, I guess we're waiting to be seated by the matron. I think you're at, your, you're at your table. Well, hello everyone. Thank you for coming. Thanks. I, I, I know I wasn't actually invited and you can't actually hear me, but yeah, this is a pretty nice place. You eat like wine on concluded to see Haru looking at over at something and then looking back. Yes, thank you. You're being unusually polite, Mr. Matsuhara. It concerns me. Uh, I am but just anxious to get on the road. As am I. We still have work to do, of course. There's always more work to do, but I wanted to take you all out just for a more relaxing night. Maybe to discuss a little more frankly as the friends that we are becoming I wouldn't necessarily go that far yet but you are a good colleague I'll take that, it's a start so I guess I wanted to maybe break the ice a little bit be a little more honest with you since we are going to continue working together at least for the next few weeks I appreciate all the help that you've provided me here in Deseret. Made my task much easier knowing that I had some, don't know what else to call you, but superheroes at my side. 
not used to that quality of help, to be honest. More used to doing things on my own. I never would have guessed. What exactly is a superhero? Uh, just a word I came up with. <laughs> okay. To describe whatever you magnificent creatures are. <laughs> well, people usually use less a lot less nice words than super or hero to describe us. Why not? It's secretly Stanley. And in the honor of our continued colleagueship, if you prefer to call it that, I must confess, I consider it a personal duty to find out what happened in Oregon, whether you will tell me or not. And I will seek out Oregon. I will find out what happened, regardless of whether you give me your permission or not. But I would rather have your permission. I would rather know that you know that I am coming and not try to stop me or Oh, whatever. don't get us wrong. You are very welcome to come to the Rogue Valley if you want. Yeah, Oregon's a pretty big place and easy to find if you're seeking it. You feel free to come, especially during the summer months. It's wonderful during the summer months. You should leave during the winter. The winter. How do you feel about this, Miss Kennedy? You've been very quiet. She takes a drink of her water. Yeah, there's probably some sort of um, sarsaparilla or something like that. The food, by the way, is amazing. Probably the best thing you've had and you can't even remember. Look, what are you so interested in Oregon for? Because if it has produced creatures of such, not creatures, people of such strength and resolve as you, then there is something of value there for the United States of America, and I intend to find what it is. But I'm from Vermont, not Oregon. What does that have to do with... <laughs> I'm from Japan. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm from... So, so uh, the Oregon didn't make us special. I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes. Why not? You're making a mountain out of a molehill. There ain't nothing going on in Oregon. Yes. I have a couple of my best people on that little task, Mr. Matsuhara. I read your letter. I knew where it was. Well, as I understand it, I've only got bits and pieces of the plan they've cobbled together, but timing will be very important. It sounded as though it's constantly in motion, as much sense as that makes. He moves it. That's he, his hands should not even silly it. That, and he he says some expletives in Japanese. I think my guess is that they mean that it's perhaps traveling along the rail line. Would make sense. Again, he says more expletives. <laughs> But yes, we will have a short window to accomplish our task. And I'm sure you know it will be well guarded. I will take on as many people as possible to get what is rightfully the Emperor of Japan's. While we're being honest, Mr. Matsuhara, I must say that I feel your emotions around this particular object may cloud your judgment. Perhaps 
it would be best for you to focus on the end goal rather than how you feel about it. I carry the weight of my entire country on my shoulders. You have no right to tell me how I should feel. I have no right, and yet I just have. It's good advice, and I hope you'll follow it. We will succeed. I have no doubts. But please enjoy your meal, uh, all of you that can. Ooh. <laughs> it's just delicious. <laughs> Rachel's also going to pause. Blank, Harrow, blank. <laughs> All right, so you enjoy your meals. You're pretty good. It's a nice place. Uh, probably cost the agency an arm and a leg. So, um... Let's go a little further. Let's get let's get to Shanfan. Let's take this to Shanfan, then we'll call the session. So, um, I think uh, a few days later, uh, your affairs are finally finished in Deseret in Salt Lake City, and uh, you board the uh, Denver Pacific train back to Shanfan. Another overnight journey. And uh, it's early morning when you finally arrive without event in uh, in Shanfan itself. The uh, the salt air assails your your senses as you step off the train, uh, and it's you know uh, it's a different kind of bustle than Salt Lake City, but it's a it's a major city. It's a major port city. So there's tons of people all over the place. You hear the raucous cry of gulls in the, uh, in the air above you. What do you do? We must find a place to plan. Somewhere close by. Harus, by the way, staring off towards where Shenzhen's fortress was. Well, where's a, where's a good hotel? You know this city, Haru? Uh, not very much. I don't care where we stay, but we do need to meet one of my friends, Chariot, at a bar that's a couple miles down the street. Let's go there, then. We shall not take much longer. Uh, yeah, you start heading in that direction. Haru, give me a notice roll. Uh, Rachel, give me a notice roll. Uh-oh. Nine. Mm, sure, all bunny. Five. All right, Rachel, you're, uh... You're walking along, and again, you get that sense of being watched. And uh, you look to your right, and you see that figure in gray standing at another 
uh, intersection a block down away from you, watching you. And um, before, I think with just just that simple, you you kind of just notice him out of the corner of your eye, and then like another wagon passes by and he's gone. I'm going to stop this time. And uh, probably put a hand on Haru's arm. Haru, you are noticing, you, you get off of the train station um, and making your way through the crowds, but you notice uh, four um, tough-looking men following uh, you all. And they're they're kind of keeping their dis- distance, but they're definitely following. They look like they're probably tongs. I kind of whisper to the rest of the group, Be careful. There's a group of men coming, following us behind. They look to be of the tongue. Then perhaps we should take a detour to the gift shop on the left. It's like a gift shop with like glass <laughs> goodies and things that are very breakable everywhere. Some some blown glass baubles. Yeah, some things that look like they could smash very easily and cause like a big ruckus. Mitchell kind of gives you um, not a confused look, but just like a look of concern. I spotted someone, but I don't think it was uh, someone from the Tongs. Someone dressed in gray. I think I saw him back in Deseret. We will keep that in our memory. And now let's follow Wayne's select suggestion and dip into the gift shop. Maybe I can find you something nice. Aww. Yeah, she'll uh, duck into the gift shop after you. And, uh, in fact, she will kind of tap you on the shoulder to get your attention and say, you don't have a in-person dressed in gray happening to be following us around. Do you gather information for you or some such? In gray? No, unless one of my... I didn't ask anyone to. What did they look like? Uh, they weren't wearing like a suit or anything. They're kind of just like, um, almost a uh, almost a gray poncho, and they just they had like a uh, like a Stetson almost t- a gray Stetson tugged low over their their face. I mean, I didn't get a good look. This person moved like a ghost. They were all in gray, some sort of poncho, hat pulled low. I can't even tell if it was male or female. No one that immediately springs to mind. It's about the best I can give you. Well, keep a sharp eye out for him then. Will do. While we're here, might as well get something interesting. Uh, excuse me. Yes, hello. Have you any wigs? This is a glass shop, sir. Yes, but have you any wigs? No. 
interesting. I, uh, can I, can I interest you in some blown glass ornaments? Uh, what do you have in mind? What, what do you have on offer? It offers a couple of, like, figures, figurines, and blown glass, different colors, balls and orbs and stuff like that. Rachel actually picks up, like, a bracelet and eyes it and, like, admires it and then sets it back down and does not purchase it. Oh. Nudge, nudge, you you notice uh, with that that ray still holding holding through the the four men that were following you uh, stop um, at like different street corners where they can watch the shop but they don't approach. These are quite nice. Uh, was wondering since this is a glass shop, do you happen to have a mirror on hand? Certainly. Could I see it? Uh, sure. Hands you like a, a looking glass. Why not is going to kind of inspect his face and then tilt it to see if he can get a, gra- a glimpse of one of these people that Haru mentioned. Sure, give me a nose roll. I'll give you a plus one because you're, you're on the lookout. You know what to look for. That's a five. All right, yeah, you or a six, him. actually. Uh, excuse me. Could you come around the other side of the counter for a moment? Why... I just, there's something strange about this mirror. I wanted to show it to you. Uh, he holds the mirror up and kind of like motions at the reflection of the man. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Yeah. It's one of the local gangs. Are we in danger, sir? Uh, why, he following you? Yes. Well can't tell you how much danger you're in, but if the Tongs have taken an interest in you, then well, yeah. Do you know which gang it is? I would be willing to pay for this information. Mm. They look like they're from the House of the Enlightened Dawn. (laughs) Not those guys again. Excellent. Let me, uh... Drop a few dollars on your desk here. I appreciate the help. Thank you. I also buy Rachel a bracelet. Yes! Uh, I'll, I'll toss him 50 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 50 bucks? 50 bucks. Oh, wow. Listen, there's a... Uh, through the back, there's an exit. Follow that a uh, couple alleys down. That should get them off your trail. I appreciate it. You've been very kind. Thank you. Uh, Miss Kennedy, Mr. Matsuhara, Miss Gilmore, I've been told that they have some interesting objects in back. Would you follow me? Well, sure. I think we heard this conversation. I think it was like a quiet conversation between him and the guy at the front desk. But yeah, you know, he's kind of hinting, oh, yes, of course, finish your shopping and then we'll go. I would like to purchase a shot glass of cherry blossoms. Okay. Onto it. It's very specific, but yes, they have it. Uh, that will be ten dollars. Yay! Then I want to follow them down the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> the tongs are coming in the front door. <laughs> just like I gotta go. No, they're lounging out uh, in the street, kind of watching. Yeah, it'd be awful. This guy was just kind of nice to us. If they fight us here and smash all this glass up. Mm-hmm. Not my goal <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Think on your feet. 
we dip out the back and uh, so I think you make it to the bar without any further incident and you find Chariot waiting for you and uh, what does he inform us of all this he's a uh, so just to give a little bit of background this is a uh, undercover um, carriage driver in Shan Fan, uh, he's a younger man, has kind of a, uh, he's got red hair, he's a ginger, um, but he wears spectacles, and he wears kind of like a set of overalls that go down to a pair of brown slacks. It's about time you showed up, boss. Pushing it kind of, kind of close. Well, you know, we ran into some minor trouble on the way, nothing, nothing too concerning. Well, he's uh, staying at his fortress for a few days before he uh, goes on another inspection tour. And I assume the item is always at his side. Yeah. Good. Items. He's got a whole... From what I hear, he's got a whole collection of items that he doesn't ever let stray far. What else does he have if it's nothing to uh couldn't couldn't really confirm uh some statues uh armor trinkets like that expensive stuff that i'm sure uh some rich types would like to have on display and what of uh your friend you know we call him star star has he managed to infiltrate? Yeah, no luck there. Just what we've managed to extract from folks who work there. Uh, they ain't exactly hiring. Well, his uh, fortress is only accessible by boat. Mm, that will be a bit of a problem. Yeah. Front door is pretty heavily guarded. He's got a lot of a lot of thugs protecting him. Man's pretty paranoid. You described it as a fortress. I think I saw some of it. Any suggestion on where its weakness may lie? Oh. Like I said, Star ain't been able to get inside to do a reconnoiter. But uh, he did have an idea that I thought I might pass along. Met someone down at the docks, uh, some weird uh, scientist sort of feller, but he's got this uh, this boat what travels underwater. An underwater boat. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, you all look like you have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> not the boat. 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 <laughs> We have encountered a scientist before who had such a contraption. It was an interesting experience. It was really cool. What was the scientist's name? It was... Captain Casper Shireman. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the feller's name. Small world, it seems. Uh, was your relationship with this man good? Yes. Yeah. Took us all around on his boat. Well, then our chances have just improved from where I'm standing. 
Seems like you can probably uh, get you up close undetected. And then uh, you can infiltrate into the fortress from there. I believe it would behoove us all to disguise ourselves, at least for the initial entry. Is that a problem for you all, or are you willing to play a little dress-up with me? That sounds a little creepy, but... I mean, creepy is why not this middle name. Haru, actually, I have not been given an official middle name. It makes it harder to track me down. Haru, Haru grips his teeth. I would want Shengjin to know exactly who is coming to him. I would want him to know the fear that I will be bringing upon him. That sounds like a recipe for a very unpleasant tasting stew, Haru. I would recommend against that sort of course of action. We are outgunned, outmanned, outfortressed. <laughs> We're at a complete disadvantage, even though you are all extraordinary, as I've said, all of you. I think if we are going to go loud, it will have to wait until the proper time, when there is no defense against it. So if you can swallow your pride but a bit longer... You are asking a lot. I'm asking what must be done for there to be success. What kind of disguise are you recommending? It's smash cut too. <laughs> and then a montage with a musical theme. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Music is provided by the Eaglestone Collective. Sound effects are by Plate Battle Games and Battle Bars. Aircraft effects were provided by soundjade.com. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you'll join us again. Have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and I'll catch you next time.